God bless you, people of God. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Welcome to another In His Image Facebook and YouTube live stream. I am your Elder Sherry Patterson before you on tonight. Amen. Bringing you word, the, uh, a picture of God's love for the people of God, um, part two. A couple of weeks ago, we started talking about Hosea and Gomar. Amen. A picture of God's love. Part two is where we're going tonight. I want to, and with, by way of announcements, I want us to know that on tomorrow, Saturday, September the 23rd, our health fair will begin at 11 a.m. So please go support, bring somebody with you. This is a community event that we are hosting to help bless you in the way of health and wellness. Amen. Come on. However, I don't feel good myself right now. So I know how important health is when you don't feel good. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you know, optimize your day as if you could, if you did feel well. So come on, it affects every area of our life. So go ahead and go to the health and wellness fair. Um, we still have time to register for last day remnant Bible Institute that is still open. Um, you got another week or two to register. Come on, classes are underway. So please, please, please <laughs> come on, invest in yourself, invest in yourself via the word of God. We do thank God for our Bishop Dennis Thompson and in his image, evangelical ministries, our mother, first lady, Cheryl Thompson, as well as our, uh, assistant pastor, Dwayne Parker, our elder Josephine Bolek, her husband. We thank God for all of our ministers and elders in the ministry that make up the body of Christ and the work that God is doing here in his image. Three, three, five, Gouldtown Woodruff Road, come out and join us. Amen. Amen. All of that is out of the way. So we're going to dive right into the word of God. Amen. And we're going to see what God has to say to us tonight as we continue the thought of Hosea and Gomorrah, a picture of God's love for the people. And just to bring a bit more clarity on tonight, we understand that after the days of King David and King Solomon, Israel and Judah became at odds with one another. They had issues over politics and different things, all the things that people fight about today. And it caused a massive insurrection among the nation and the nation split. God wanted one nation under God. That wasn't a slogan that, that we got from anywhere. We got it from God. It was one nation under God. That's what he wanted. But because when we go in our own way, a lot of times it causes things to split. It's called insurrection where it's from the inside out. You don't got to worry about the enemy coming sometimes from the outside in. He likes to do his work from the inside out. Out. So the kingdom split into two separate kingdoms, northern and southern. And we find out that Hosea, the prophet, was out of the northern tribe. And he was one of the longest serving prophets in the Bible. The nation had become very successful at, at war. And because they were successful at war, war brought in spoil. And spoil brought in wealth and gain to the people of God, amen, to the nation. And as a result of that we talked about how sometimes when we're comfortable, that's when we find ourselves kind of moving away from God, when we're comfortable, when all our bills are paid. Y'all know what it is. You know, when you got gas money, when you don't got to worry about lunch, when, when your bills are paid, you get comfortable. And sometimes in our comfortable state, we move ourselves away from God, the one uh, who, who in essence got us the wealth 
who got us the job that pays the bills, made the way. He he had the provision for us. God bless you, people of God. I see you coming in. He had the he had everything that God did for us to get us these things. And yet, you know, uh, we it, it makes us too comfortable sometimes, right? So the people of God at this time began abandoning their covenant with God. God is a covenant keeping God. Amen. He has relationship issues. <laughs> Amen. He has relationship issues. That's why he uses marriage so much because the bond is such a great example of how we are to be in relationship. One relationship, one covenant, not this stuff they got out here today talking about swinging and, you know, the world concept of covenant. No, no. God has a concept of covenant. Amen. So the people of God were breaching and breaking the covenant. And again, we talked about this on the last time, how they were trying to divide the classes, just like today, the upper class and the lower class, no middle class, so that the lower class or the poor can simply rely on the rich. And when you have to rely on somebody, amen, people of God, hear me today, when you have to rely on somebody to, to feed you and, and to take care of your needs, come on, they can start giving you things that you didn't bargain for. Get, come on, we, we done been through the pandemic. We done been through some of the things that happened as a result of that. You know, where the government was trying to dictate certain things. Come on, when we give them too much control, <laughs> come on here. Now you're at their uh, obeisance, if you will. So uh, uh, that was happening at that time as well. The Bible tells us that there is nothing new under the sun. Amen. So we have to be careful uh, of the corruption that lies in the world that we don't be begin to be sucked in by it. Right? So when you look at this particular book of Hosea, it really depicts how God sees us and how we should should see him and how we should relate to ourselves in relationship the way that God views and desires it to be, right? So when we look at Hosea chapter one, it says, so the Lord said to Hosea, go take to yourself a wife of whoredoms, have children of whoredoms for the land commits great whoredoms for forsaking the Lord right? So Gomar, his wife began having children whom she left. Listen, she had children whom she left with Hosea while she went out into the arms of other lovers and committed adultery again and again. And when you think about the word adultery, people of God, we are in a covenant again relationship, a marriage union, if you will. Come on, we are the bride of Christ, right? So when you talk about adultery, what adultery is, it is it's an adulteration, right? What does adulteration mean? An adulteration means that you're mixing and adding things to dilute the original form or intent of the relationship. That's what adultery is. We're adulterating what God intended for marriage to be. Amen. So yes, he would have a problem with that. And Gomer, she gave birth to three children as a result of this. And you would think, right, that because of everything that they were going through, that this woman would then turn to this man who loves her so much that he's willing. We talked about how he bought her back, right? Last time we were before you, how he bought her back, right? He went and he paid the price to have this woman come back to him. Come on. It was his wife. 
Think about that. Yet he went out to get her and had to pay to get her out of the arms of the pagan relationship and back into his own arms. Come on, we got to think about that people of God in retrospect to the kingdom because God does not give up on us. Come on, he doesn't give up on us. The Bible says he's long suffering. He's not willing that any should perish. God God is there waiting for us, amen, to be a part of this relationship. He doesn't look out for his own interests. Come on here. He still pursues us. How can we even begin to describe a love that is so deep that it would pursue an illicit, listen, fornicator, an adulterer, and yet this is what God told the man of God to do. Go get her. Come on, bring Bring her back. Come on. He loves you people of God. Go show your love to your wife again. Though she loved is loved by another and is an adulterer. Come on here. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites. Isn't that a strong way in which God can show how much he truly cares about us? Come on here. He laid down his life. We know that right saints. We know he laid down his life, but sometimes I believe we take for granted what he really, the sacrifice of love that it took. Come on. That was a love thing. Come on here. It was a redemptive price. Come on. The act of redemption is an act of being saved from sin. This is what he did. He redeemed us. Come on here. I've been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Come on. Redeem. Put that in the comments. I've been redeemed. I have been redeemed. He bought my soul back from the hand of the enemy. Come on here. When I didn't know which way to go, when I didn't know what to do, come on here. When I thought I was living my best life, he showed me that I was far from tar. I was way off the mark, far out of range. And he said, I'll buy you back. I don't care the cost. I'll pay it with my blood. Come on here. This is the act of redemption that is so powerful powerful to the Christian church. Come on here. He didn't have to do it. I said this last time, but I am so glad he did. Come on. I'm so glad that he did. I'm so glad that he did. Saints of God. He brought my life back from corruption. He redeemed my soul from hell. He crowned us with glory and honor, made us a little lower than the angels. He gave us dominion over the works of his hand. Come on. What a mighty God. What a mighty God of redemption. We serve people of God right there. Yes, Lord. So in the Torah, there are four words mentioned when the Lord brought the people of God out of Egypt, right? He said, I will bring you out. I will bring you out. He said again, I will deliver you. He said, I will redeem you. Come on here and I will take care of you. This is what God said in his act of redemption. Come on. It doesn't matter how unfaithful this woman was. Come on. She was playing unfaithful hearted. God redeemed her anyway. And this is something that we have to understand people of God about love. 
Come on here. What does the Bible tells us in Corinthians that love suffers long? Come on here. Don't you know your love at times have to be tested? Come on. It has to be tested. How you know how committed you are unless you're tested? Come on here. It's kind. Love doesn't envy. Love isn't full of pride or it's boastful. Come on here. Love doesn't talk about all it does. Come on here. I loved you because I did this. And I love you because I did. No, no, no. Love isn't full of pride or boastful. It isn't rude. Come on. Love don't behave itself in an unseemly manner or demand to have its own way. That's human love. That's man-made concocted love. No, no. The love of God transcends. Come on here. It transcends natural man's ability to love. Come on here. Love doesn't provoke saints. It don't even think evil. We can't even comprehend the fact that love thinks no evil. <laughs> Come on here. We're trapped in this body, right? In this body. We are a tripart being, right? Body, soul, spirit, right? And so much so we live in the natural realm of our flesh. So much so, saints of God, until we can't even comprehend sometimes the vastness of the word of God. Come on here. Love don't think evil. What you say? What? Love don't even think evil. No, it has no thought of evil in itself. Come on. It don't rejoice when things are going bad. Come on here. Oh man, huh? Come on. They get what they deserve. That's not love. Love doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing. Come on. Love has its root and foundation in truth. Come on here. And Jesus is our truth. Come on. What does the Bible continue to say? Love beareth all things. Love hopeth all things. And what does love do? It endures to the end. This is the kind of God that we serve. He's going to root for us until the end. Come on here. I love that passage in Revelations where it says, I seen them coming through the great tribulation and they were clothed in white robes. Their vestment was pure as white. Come on here. The whitest white that you can imagine. Come on here. Why? Because love doesn't fail in it's going to see us. Come on. He's going to see us saints of God to the end. Come on here. God paid the most precious and costly price to redeem us from a life of sin and idolatry. Come on. We wander from God and yet he has to come and buy us back. The worst thing that we could ever do people of God is deny his love. Come on here. Don't deny his love. Don't mistake his love for weakness. Come on here. His love is powerful. Come on here. His love has enough in it. Come on here to get you from the cradle to the kingdom. Come on here. So our heart should not remain hard, saints, when we hear the story of God's love. We should hear of a God who loves. Listen, not only does he love us, he pursues us like this.
Hey, Shata, he pursues us. Come on here. What woman, come on here, won't eventually break down when a man pursues them? Come on here when he pursues you, when he calls you. Come on here when he check up on you. Time after time, again after a while, your heart will melt like butter. Come on here. Come on. He pursues us. It causes our hearts to melt. Come on here. And all he's asking, saints of God, is that we love him back. Can you just love me back? Come on here. Not... You don't even have to love me to the magnitude that I love you. Because I know, come on here, that could be much. But love me back. Love me the best way you can. Love me with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your strength. Come on here. He said, with love and kindness, have I drawn thee. That's the kind of God that loves us. Come on, saints. When you look at this story of Hosea and Gomar on the onset, come on here, it looks bad. On the onset, right, it looks bad. God tells this man, you go get you a harlot. Come on here, you go marry her. I know she's going to leave you and go in and out between kids. But come on here, I want you to go ahead and get her because I want my people to know how much I love them, how invested I am in keeping them in the kingdom. Come on here. None of us deserve this, saints of God. We have to understand understand is surely by his grace. It is surely by his mercy. Amen. That he does a thing. Come on here. I'm going to read to you Psalms 103 beginning at verse six. I'm not going to be too much longer saints. It says the Lord gives righteousness. Psalms 103 six. He gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful. Come on here, slow to anger and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us. He's not like his counterpart, the devil, who constantly brings a railing accusation against the people of God. No, he does not confuse or accuse nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us as our sins deserve. Come on here. Come on. He does not do that for his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of heaven above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. Come on here. You can't even see the west coast. Come on here. In a natural analogy, you can't see the west coast. When we flew to Hawaii, it took us five hours flying just to get to the west coast. Come on. He separates our sins as far as the east is from the west. Come on, saints. The Lord is like a father unto us, tender and compassionate. Those who fear him, he 
members, we are just, come on, dust. Come on, at the end of the day, we are dust. Come on here. He knows our frame and he considers it. Come on here. He knows your past and your background and he considers it. Come on here. That's why no two people are alike. Why? Because our backgrounds are different. Our rearing may have been different. What we understand and know may be different. God in his love considers all of that. Beloved people of God, he considers all of that. Come on here. So when we are enslaved, God will buy you back. Come on, when we are lost, God will find us, saints. When we are ashamed, God will cover us. And when we wander off, saints of God, come on here, God will bring you home. He will bring you home and allow his love to set us free. Come on, the Bible is one of the biggest, one of the biggest questions that usually arises out of this particular story with Hosea is why would God orchestrate such a thing? Why would God tell a man, come on, a man of God to marry a whore? Come on, why would he do it? And saints, the Bible doesn't give us the answer, but what we have before us is to open it up and glean from what God is able to do with a bad situation. Come on here. Come on here. Come on. He's a good man. <laughs> He's a good man. Come on here. But sometimes we find ourselves in bad situations. You can be a good woman, but sometimes you can find yourself in bad situations. God, come on here, wants to redeem us. When you look, amen, in my clothes for today, come on, when you look at her three children, she was able to have have three children. Jezreel was her first child. Lo Ruma was the second and Lo Amim was the first. When you think about how God allowed these children to be named, the first name Jezreel symbolizes an impending divine judgment against the house of Jehu for the bloodshed in Jezreel. God promises to end Israel's kingdom in the valley of Jezreel. That was the first child. The second means not pitied. This name reflected God's decision to no longer show mercy to Israel, which were translated here, no mercy and not my people. Listen to that. God is saying, look, you're full of bloodshed. I'm not going to have no mercy because you're not my people. And then he said again, lo, I mean, it's the one that means not my people, the third child. This symbolizes God's rejection of Israel stating that they were not his people and he was not their God. But listen to this people of God as you read through the book of Hosea, despite the hardships through this man of God's life, God worked out the redemption of this harlot. He worked out her redemption through her husband's love, through her husband's forgiveness. Come on. He suffered long. Come on here. He went after her in 
spite of her. Come on, Gomar, he redeemed, if you will, he forgave and he welcomed her back into his home, much like how God did the prodigal son. Come on here, he brought him back. The Lord, a lot of times, saints, uses hardships to teach us and to get our attention. Come on here, he to, to cut, you know, it, it's like, you know, when you go bowling, come on, if you're really not that good or for children, a lot of times they put up the rails on the side because they don't want the ball to be a gutter ball. Come on here, they don't want them to throw. Come on, it right in the gutter and nothing happens. But the guardrails, it can beam back and forth off the guardrails and eventually hit a pin or two. That's how God, come on, want to protect us and house and, and close us in around. He want to put our guardrails up so we don't tank, saints. That's his love. That's his forgiveness. Forgiveness is one of the hardest acts for mankind to do. It's one of the hardest things for human beings to do to forgive. Come on, forgiveness is a lesson in obedience. Come on here. We don't have to be right to forgive. We don't have to be, you know, come on here. They say, I'm going to take the low road and I'm going to forget. No, that's the high road. The high road is forget God sacrificed himself for us. And he showed us a picture of that sacrifice all throughout the word of God, particularly in this story of Gomar and Hosea that God gave to us so we can again glean from. Saints of God, I want you to be encouraged. Come on here. God loves you. He desires the relationship to be strengthened with all of us. We fail. We fall short. Yes. But God is saying, all right, come on here. It's something I'm learning in the world of commerce. Come on. You may have had a bad day. You may have even lost money in the process, but you get back up the next day and you treat it like a brand new day with fresh eyes. You take the mistakes that you made on the day before, you calculate them, figure out what you did wrong, and you regroup so the next day you can come out a little bit better than you did the day before. Come on, that's how our Father is. Regroup, gather yourselves. I want you to come back with more strength. Come back more prepared. Uh, read the word, pray to understand the direction that God has for you. Come on, he loves us unconditionally. Okay? And that's the problem with the world because they know he loves them. And they can say, oh, I love him. I know he loves me, but they won't serve him. That's the difference between the body of Christ and the world. We know the sacrifice more than lip service. We know it enough to love him back. People of God, I love you. God bless you. Again, I, uh, you know, I'm not feeling my best on tonight, but God is faithful. Tomorrow is the health fair. I want us to be in remembrance of that at 11 o'clock. Please come out and help. And I'm going to pray us out on tonight. Father, I truly do thank you. God, I thank you, Lord God, that even in our weakness, you are strong. Even as this body feeling frail and weak, I feel your strength as I teach. I thank you for your power. I thank you for the word has enough power to deliver us and to bring us out of the most lowly places. Father, I pray on tonight that you touch every individual on the other side of this camera. Oh God, go into cyberspace and heal. 
set free and deliver one by one and name by name. God, touch your people for your desire is that we be healed. Your desire is that we be whole. Your desire, Father, is that we come to you fully and completely. God, and I thank you for every one of your people that are, that are watching now, listening, and those who will listen to the podcast in the future. God, open up avenues for your people. Come, let them see the picture of love and not the picture of doom. The picture of love. Everything you do is for you, for because you love us. Father, bless our leaders on today, every pastor that's connected to every individual on the other side of this lens. Touch their bishop, their pastor, their apostle. God, touch your people, their minister, and deliver us, God, that we may be full in effect with you in the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you, saints of God. I want you to know that on Sunday uh, at 11 a.m., Saturday is the health fair. Sunday, 11 a.m. is our service. Uh, Monday is noonday prayer. Every Monday at 12 o'clock, every Wednesday and Friday at 6, we are before you trying to do our best to give you the kingdom. Jesus' name, God bless you. We love you. Have a great weekend.